Welcome to Check with Chip. I'm Chip Maxwell. It's a mandatory Monday on Check with Chip. You should check with Chip every day of the week, but Monday is required, friends. We will hit something vital and hit it hard on Monday. In a live and let live spirit, of course. Remember, the goal is to draw people in, not drive them away. But that doesn't mean weak or mushy. We must be strong and convincing in the never-ending quest to win hearts and minds one conversation at a time. Have you seen the headlines this morning, my friends? Pro-life movie Unplanned lands in top five over the weekend. Six million bucks, 6.1 million actually, the movie took in. It debuted over the weekend. The Maxwell family contributed to that $6 million haul we went last night. Now, this is all the more impressive because none of the TV networks would accept any advertising for this movie. It was all word of mouth or through Christian circles or conservative circles, you know, getting the word out. Uh, Twitter shut down Unplanned's account. Yes. And, and people were trying to follow the movie Unplanned. And then they'd go back to Twitter and find that they had been defaulted back to unfollowed. I'm a curmudgeon when it comes to movies, but maybe it won't surprise you. I love this one. Unplanned is the story of Abby Johnson. She's uh, a woman who had two abortions as a young woman and then became a star employee at Planned Parenthood in Texas, in, in Bryan, Texas, in, in the Houston area. And she claims that she was a little naive about this, perhaps, but, well... When I got involved, this was in the early 2000s. She became a volunteer in college and then became a, an employee, a worker uh, at Planned Parenthood. That Well, they, they kept saying the idea is to make abortion rare. We're going to give women comprehensive health care, including birth control. And so they won't get pregnant if they don't want to be. So that'll reduce the number of abortions. Um, she That was one of her main motivations for getting involved with Planned Parenthood. What I love about this movie is that it uh, clearly presents and demolishes the stack of lies on which the Planned Parenthood business is built. Okay, first of all, it's interesting to see how the patients, and this includes Abby Johnson. As I said, she had two abortions. She had one that was a surgical procedure, and then the second one was a chemical procedure. In the first one, she says, you're, you're there on a table, and, you know, there's a gown over most of your body and uh, you don't see the screens that they're using with the ultrasound and so forth. It's, it's amazing how little the patient knows about what's actually happening. Uh, and uh, how you're told that, well, there are products of conception, but there's no baby in there. There's no, she became very skilled at this lie herself as a Planned Parenthood employee later, looking women right in the face, eyeball to eyeball, and say, there's no baby in there. There's no human being in there. It's just a mass of tissue. Uh, it's uh, nothing to worry about. It's, you know, it's like uh, removing a, a cancerous growth or removing your appendix or something, but uh, there's no baby to worry about in there. There's no, you don't really see, you're not really aware of what's happening. Ouch, that's hurting. It's okay, you're fine. You know, just look up at the ceiling. Don't look at that monitor. Don't look down. Don't. Uh, it'll all be over soon enough. Uh, 
So how the, the patients are shielded from what's actually happening to them and to their babies, uh, that's completely blocked out. The procedures themselves, well, they're the surgical procedures. And then the second time she goes for an abortion, uh, they, they give her this regimen of uh, pills to take. You take one today, you take these tomorrow, uh, your uterus will be flushed out, and, you know, it's no big deal. Uh, well, the next day, she spent 12 hours in agony in her bathroom, bleeding all over the place. I'm sorry if you're eating breakfast or lunch or dinner while you're listening. I'll try to minimize the description, but she, she's bleeding all over the place, and there's stuff all over the place in the toilet and the bathroom and so forth. And she said, 12 hours in there, I fell asleep on the bathroom floor. I thought I was dying. I thought this is how they're going to find me. I hope it isn't my mother who finds me. By the way, her parents were uh, Christian and pro-life and they loved her. They, lo they actually were very good Christians. They loved her no matter what, but they also clearly expressed their disapproval of what she was choosing as a career and prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed that she would leave it. So she said, my, my, what I thought was my dying thought was, oh my gosh, I hope my mother isn't the one who finds me here dead in a pool of my own blood and, and uh, you know, pregnancy matter all over the place. All right, enough of that. She obviously survived it. But anyway, she, and she, she called, hey, you told me it'd be no big deal. You told, well, sorry, got another patient, got to go, uh, how she was lied to about the, the chemical procedure. All right, so anyway, despite all that, uh, she comes back and signs up and becomes a worker at this Planned Parenthood clinic and becomes a star. She's great. In fact, the, uh, uh, you know, the, the, the dark figure who's the director says uh, eventually she becomes a mentor to Abby and Abby becomes her protege. She said, you really fit in here. I want you to succeed me here as director. Pretty soon they're going to call me into the main office in Houston and I want you to take over and succeed. Oh my gosh, she's so flattered and pleased and honored. and uh, Yeah, so she's groomed and she takes over. And, um, and she is filled with righteous zeal. She goes out to confront protesters one day, uh, pro-life protesters outside the fence at this clinic, and uh, says, you know what, uh, boy, fr from uh, th th there was slavery and the abolition movement, and then there was the Holocaust and, and the crusade to end that. And then there were the civil rights battles of the 1960s. And now there's us, Planned Parenthood, in the 21st century, battling for women's reproductive rights. Uh, we are, uh, we're on the right side of history, and we're champions in another great chapter in the evolution and progress in human rights. And how dare you stand in our way? She's lecturing these pro-lifers. Guy listens to her politely and then smiles and says, isn't that interesting? You just cited three examples from history in which one group of human beings defined another group of human beings as subhuman, not really fully human, not, not fully at our level, uh, slaves, Jews, uh, minorities in America, 
And so we can do whatever we want with them, including destroy them if we want to. Isn't it interesting that you chose those examples? Lady, you're the one on the wrong side of history in this battle. You're the one defining another category of human beings as somehow subhuman, not yet fully human, no, no right to life, never mind any other rights. You're the one on the wrong side of history. And she just gets frustrated and turns and walks away. And it's a central theme in the movie because she still is operating under the presumption that she works for an organization that wants to make abortion rare. See, when she, 15, 20 years ago, when she was getting involved, the mantra was still safe, legal, and rare. Uh, the uh, But that... Uh, it's interesting. She was in a transition period. Now, today, some of you are laughing, saying, what? Safe, legal, and rare? They're out there now saying, I had an abortion. Shout it out loud and proud, and I'm going to have another one if I need it. And uh, this is a, the key issue of women's rights in the 21st century. Uh, they've gone on offense instead of playing defense. But see, when she got involved, it was still, oh, it's it's... It's, uh, it's too bad, but uh, we do need to have this option, so we'll keep it safe, legal, and rare. She was on the tail end of that pitch, but she believed it, and it was a struggle for her all along the way. You see it surface several times in the movie. Finally, finally, she goes to the annual meeting in Houston. I can't remember if it was a statewide convention or a regional deal. Anyway, she singled out. She gets an award for Employee of the Year that year as you know, best clinic director around. And it, it was her mentor who's now, uh, you know, got the big office in Houston and the state or regional director. She presents her the award, you know, then they move on and they're talking about our goals for next year. They unveil this plan. We're going to open this new, huge state-of-the-art facility in Houston. Oh, hey, oh, there's applause from everyone gathered there. This is great. She said, now, uh, we got to pay for this thing. So, we got to ramp up the number of abortions we're doing in all of our clinics, uh, you know, within our area. We're had, setting these new targets and these new revenue goals, and we got to pay for this thing. And uh, Abby and some of the others are looking around, what? Uh, we, what, what? And she stands up and asks a question. Well, wait a minute. Part of our mission statement says we're going to make abortion rare. You know, we provide this whole array of services for women. Uh, to reduce the number of abortions, how does that fit with, with this mandate and with this plan? And the woman just stares daggers at her. Remember, this is the woman who, who was her mentor. This is Abby, my protege, stabbing me in the back in front of this whole room full of people. She just moves on to the next topic. Abby sits down. Well, after that session is over, uh, the mentor, she, uh, she collars Abby gets her alone and says, what are you doing in there? After all I've done for you, you're cutting the legs out from under me? Well, but but, but no, our, our, our mission statement says, she said, listen, listen to me and get this through your head. She said, abortion is the main part of our business. She said, do you know that at a fast food restaurant, they break even on the hamburgers? You know, they, they charge just enough to break even on the hamburgers. They make their money on the French fries and the drinks. Very cheap to produce. They price them high. That's where they make their money. So the analogy is 
the, all the other services we provide for women, gynecological care, whatever else, that's like the hamburgers. We break even on that. And that's what we put out front, and that's what we want to be known for. But we make our money on abortion. Abortion is our French fries and soda pop. Abortion is what makes the money. That's where we make the money. But, but Abby says, well, we're a nonprofit. Nonprofit? That's a tax status, not a business model. Abortion is what pays your salary. Abortion is what's going to make this new facility possible in Houston. You better get it through your skull right now. Abortion is our bread and butter, and you better get on board. Well, Abby's very shaken up by this confrontation. And it's shortly after that that she reaches her breaking point. Because back at her own clinic, she's asked to assist at an abortion. There are different methods of abortion depending on the, uh, the timing of the pregnancy, the size of the fetus, and so forth. She's asked to assist in a suction abortion. Boy, i got to be careful again here, uh, especially if you have kids in the car or something. I guess I don't want to be too graphic. But um, she's working the ultrasound machine. The doctor says, yeah, I, I want that ultrasound. I want, I want the picture of the baby in the womb so I can make sure I have this suction tube properly positioned. And so there's this tiny little baby, and you can see it on the screen. And uh, the doctor, he's, 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 he's a real beauty, as the president might say. A real beauty, this one. Uh, they're getting ready to do the procedure. The, they, they work this suction tube inside the womb right up, and it's got a sharp edge to it, and jam it up into the fetus. And he says, beam me up, Scotty. Uh, now, that's a Star Trek reference. Uh, one of the signature features of Star Trek was uh, you could stand on this platform and have your molecules broken down and beamed someplace and reassembled someplace else. The, the signature line, Captain Kirk on the planet surface, beam me up, Scotty. And so they beam them back up to the ship there. In a sense, their molecules are sucked back up to the ship from the surface of the planet. So here's the doctor saying, beam me up, Scotty. And then this switch is flipped and this suction machine starts doing its lethal damage, and you start seeing blood and matter come through tubing. And meanwhile, on the screen, you can see the fetus twisting and contorting itself and trying to pull away from this deadly force acting on it. But of course, the little creature has no chance. Abby's watching in horror, watching that she's transfixed, watching the screen as this happens. And uh, finally, the little creature, more and more of it disappears. And finally, the head and everything's whoop, sucked into the tube and gone. And she's gone. She leaves the room. She has a, a breakdown. She's sobbing. And it was a few days after that that she turned in her resignation. She said, I can't be a part of this anymore, especially after having uh, her, her mentor tell her, no, this is the center of gravity of our business, abortion, and you better learn to embrace it. She realized I can't do this anymore. And uh, so you think that might be the end of the movie, right? Right? Wrong. <laughs> no. Uh, so she tries to just disengage quietly and just turn in her resignation at the end of a workday, take her plant and her other stuff home from the office, and that's it. Uh, but then when she comes back to the, to the fence outside with the pro-lifers to try to talk people out of abortion, uh, her mentor shows up on the scene 
and says, uh, you think this is over? You think you can just do this? You think you can betray us? You think you can, you know, it, it starts to sound, <laughs> it sounds like the mafia. It sounds like the godfather. Yeah, don't go against the family. This is a one-way ticket when you join us. There's no exit. There's no leaving. No, no. Once you've been on the inside, once you know our secrets, you don't get to leave. And uh, she said, uh, we are going to sue you. We're going to sue this pro-life, the pro-life groups trying to help Abby Johnson reassemble her life now. Uh, we're coming after you. And she said, I don't know if you realize what you're dealing with. And this was a little, a little ear candy for Omahans, I guess. Do you understand who is on our side? Do you understand? George Soros, Bill Gates, Warren Buffett. Uh, there's the name that registers with Omahans. Some of the deepest pockets in this country and in the world on our are, are on our side. We have a whole global network of support and power. We have people in government. We have people in the media. We have we have marketing experts, and we have a legal team. And we are coming after you. Don't you understand, Abby? The world wants abortion. The world wants abortion and the world will crush anyone who challenges abortion. Now, friends, does this have a familiar ring to it as we've just passed the halfway point of Lent and we're moving toward Good Friday? Huh? The world wants the status quo. The world wants things to work the way they work. Jesus the world doesn't like you challenging the established order. And if you don't knock it off, the world is going to crush you. Which, of course, it did. Tortured and killed him. Uh, now, many of us believe that was not the end of that story either, right? Uh, but I just, I, I found a, a Lenten echo in all of this. It was the best part of the movie, I thought. When, uh, you know, the, the true colors, the true fangs of Planned Parenthood are revealed. And the woman's telling her we are in business for abortion and if you challenge that we will crush you we've got big money big government big media big legal on our side and uh, so uh, anyway that that I think is perhaps the most important the most compelling aspect of the movie Abby Johnson's personal story is of course riveting and her conversion of heart and so forth but um this revelation of what Planned Parenthood really is and what its agenda really is. Abby Johnson and the pro-life group prevailed in that initial lawsuit, but the battle is by no means over or won, her battle or the battle. So the battle continues, and make no mistake, the world is against this movie. So get out there and promote it. Abby Johnson's story is the kind of story that can help the rest of us win hearts and minds one conversation at a time. That's your Mandatory Monday offering on Check with Chip. I'm Chip Maxwell. Thank you for listening.